0: Stone Worship Center. Won't you stand with us this morning? Are you thankful for this season that we're having? Amen. Amen. I did not like the weather. I'm just going to be honest. Yesterday, I did not like the weather at all. But let's worship God this morning. Amen. Aren't you glad to be in God's house? Amen. Amen. I believe that the future is brighter. This morning, Hallelujah. Alone in my sorrow and death. God, with a humbled heart, Lord, ready to just worship and to praise you this morning, God. Father, the things of this season that we'd be able to celebrate, God, let that celebration not end, God, but let us continue, Father, to worship you and to praise you, God, and to be thankful for all the little things, God, to be thankful for what you're doing in each and every one of our lives, God. Lord, there may be some of us, God, who are who are just struggling, Lord, in our lives. Relationship, God, we know that you promote everything in heaven. thank you so much god as we enter in father god let us to just take a moment god just take this time right now god just to worship you to lift up holy hands and just to give you the praise and the adoration god we love you and we thank you in jesus name
1: You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you.
2: Come on and give Jesus praise. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hearts. No, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Let's give him honor and praise in the house today. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. God, we, we give you adoration and praise. Yesterday, Lord, we celebrated your birth. Lord, knowing that. Lord, why you came to earth, Lord, you came, dwelt among men, Lord, to die for our sins. And so, God, we are grateful today. God, we give you adoration. We give you praise and we give you glory. I want you to do me a favor. I got multiple phone calls this morning and people that are out and people that are sick in body. playing playing it safe staying at home and that's all right and that's all good and we want people to do that but I I just want to say this today that how many know that we serve a God who still answers prayer amen I'm not convinced how many believe that we serve a God who still answers prayer Some need the Lord to intervene. It, Marsha, it's it's so good to see you today. Pray, continue to pray for Rick. Uh, Rick is is on the men's. I did I did talk to him this this week. He's on the men's, but but he still got a road to recovery. So continue to pray for him. Uh, so many needs. Uh, just and I don't want to call everyone out by name, but we, we got people who are out with migraines today. We got people who are out with with pinched nerves. We got people out with you know. Just the crud, the wintertime crud, the Indiana where it's 70 degrees on, on, on Christmas Day, right? And it was 30 degrees just a few days ago. So, uh, and so we just got people that are just sick in body. And I just want to say this. I, I just want to, to plead the blood of Jesus against all sickness. Some of you need to hear that. I want to plead the blood of Jesus against sickness. Amen? Amen. How many know that God is a way maker? He is a way maker. And what seems impossible to man is an easy thing to God. And our faith, let me tell you something, your faith, we are all given a measure of faith, what the scripture tells us. And our faith activates God moving in our behalf. So do you believe that God could touch needs today? Amen? Amen? I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly in my heart. So I I want you to pray. And if you have a need, just lift up your hands. Say, Pastor, I got a need. I know someone that has a need, okay? We all know someone that that has a need. I want to just lift up people today that are sick in body. I feel that in my spirit today that we are just going to pray that God who had touched them would minister to them in the name of Jesus. So let's pray. Come on and come into agreement with me today. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you. God, we've given you adoration. We've given you praise. You are worthy of all praise and all glory and all honor belongs to you, Lord. God, today, Lord, knowing that you are a good God, knowing that you care about us, God, we come before you, Lord, with petitions. God, our petitions, Lord, for those who are sick in body, those who are struggling with migraines this morning, we come against the attack of the enemy in their in their head right now. God, I pray, Lord, that healing virtue would begin to flow in the spot where they are at right now, God. Lord, that your presence would meet them in the room, Lord, that you would touch Lord, right now, God, we pray for those who are dealing with back pain, Lord, and and, and nerve pain. God, I ask, Lord, that you would... Go to the source right now holy spirit begin to move begin to minister begin to touch right now god we come against the sickness god god this thing that was birthed out of hell COVID 19 we rebuke it in the name of jesus we declare victory over it in the name of jesus god i pray lord that you would touch lives lord that you would minister to hearts god god we lift up those who are sick in their body god god i ask lord that you would touch lord Let healing virtue begin to flow right now in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we thank you. Come on, can you give Jesus praise and adoration? God, we lift up, Lord, the other needs. Lord, that that, that maybe don't have anything to do with healing but God maybe people need a touch in their minds. God maybe people need a touch in their marriage God maybe people need a touch in their relationships God I ask Lord that you would intervene Lord that you would minister and touch like only you can God you know the situation God have your will and way and God we give you the praise we give you the glory in Jesus name amen amen and amen 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 Pastor, you're a little wound up. Yeah, because I serve a God who can do it in the impossible. I believe it. I still believe that. And I'm here just to charge your faith today that God can do the impossible. Maybe you're watching online right now. I'm going to tell you, God can touch your situation. Amen. And we declare it. We decree it in the name of Jesus. Come on, give Jesus one more hand clap of praise today. Amen. If give your neighbor a fist bump and tell them it is good to see them in the house of the Lord today. So glad that you're here today in the house. I know a lot of people and you can be seated after you've done that. I know a lot of people uh, may still be with their family visiting with their family today and uh, others may be traveling maybe maybe out of state and uh, that's okay. How many know it's that's okay to go see your family and visit with your family? And uh, but all of you who who came out today uh, uh, in this beautiful spring-like day after Christmas, right, to come to the house of God today, I want to say thank you for being here. We're so glad that you're that you're here today. And uh, and I tell you what, how many had a great Christmas? How many got what you wanted for Christmas? that was that was weak. How many got what you needed for Christmas? Hey man. And I I am grateful uh for Christ coming to earth. I, I tell you what this week was just a beautiful week. I you know, we didn't have church uh, Wednesday night, but we did have a Christmas Eve service and for those of you who are able to attend that it's one of my favorite services of all all the year. It's just a beautiful Beautiful service. We had all the tea lights and lifted up in here, and it was just so cool to see and uh, everyone singing Christmas carols. We did a little, a little more traditional route uh, this this time, and uh, but that's okay. And it was a, a good a good time. We took communion, and I just left here on cloud nine, and I always do leave on cloud nine when I think about God's grace and mercy over my life, and I think about how uh, He's been good to me and and how i've uh, how he's given his grace towards me his unmerited favor and his mercy towards me and i i didn't get what i deserved but he took my my place on the cross and and uh, every time i i talk about that it never gets old to me and you'll hear me talk about that till i'm dead really i mean till my last breath is gone i'm going to talk about the grace and the mercy of god i i i told my wife looked at me yesterday and she said uh, she said you know Babe, did you get uh, everything that you, that you wanted? I said, I got everything that I needed from the Lord today. And, uh, and honestly, I don't deserve His grace. We were eating dinner the other day, and, and Tristan said, How's your food? And I said, It is great. I said, I don't deserve this kind of food. I do not deserve this in my life. And she's looking at me kind of weird and like, What is this about? But when I think about how good God has been to me, and when I, when I start to take inventory of how he has kept me, I can't help but just know that he has brought me up out of the miry clay, that, he's, that he is, has brought me out of, out of bad situations. And when I think about his mercy and his goodness over me, I can't help but just think about, man, God, you're so good. I don't deserve it, but God, you're so good. And so that's where my heart's been in the last, uh, you know, week or so. And, and I still feel that way. And I'm just um, just, just humbled by God's presence and mercy over my life. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're in a season where maybe you're struggling, I, I want to encourage you. Give thanks unto the Lord. Scripture says, "Give thanks unto the Lord for it; for it is good." Uh, and so, begin to give Him praise and adoration. So, I I just want to encourage you to do that. I pray that your Christmas was great. I we had a, a beautiful day, and uh, our kids, man, our living room was a hot mess yesterday, and we had paper and boxes everywhere. And the good thing about Christmas for me is I always get to build a big fire with all the boxes. You guys know how I am about fires, and so. Um, and so I, uh, you know, uh, was very careful. It was a little windy yesterday, but I was able to burn all of the, the leftover boxes. And so that was the joy of Christmas for me. I don't deserve that, but it's what I needed. It's what I got. So uh, the, the little things in life make me excited. And, uh, but we had a, we had a beautiful uh, Christmas. We want to say thank you for all the love poured out towards us, all the cards and gift cards and candy and cookies. And, and I mean, you name it. We probably got it from you guys. We feel so loved as your pastors. And, uh, and honestly, you guys are the best church in the world. And I want you to give yourself a hand clap of praise. Yeah, it's okay. Give yourself a hand clap. And, uh, and so it, uh, it's been a, a great time. I, I want to invite um, Wesley... And Sarah up here, We're, I get to do something, and the family, and anybody that wants to come up here. Uh, as a pastor, it's my privilege to do uh, a lot of things, but one of my favorite things to do is to dedicate babies. How many love babies? Come on up. You know, one of my favorite things when you see a baby say, look at the baby, you know, right? And uh, any baby, I'm going to have you guys step right back here, is that all right? Um one of the things about a baby is it can make a grown man talk like a kid, right? Because you see a baby, you just automatically, hey, how you doing? You know, you just like got to get down on their level. And I love that. So, um, And I talked to uh, Wesley, and, and how many know that God's been good to you guys? And some of you may not know their testimony, and I'm not going to get into their testimony, but maybe one day we'll have them share that. But God, God's been good to you guys. I think about how God restores, how he does things. and Well, I am messed up right now. Whew. All right. Uh... I'm going to try to do this. If I just weep through it, just I'm 40 and you start weeping when you're 40 years old and when you're a man, just, just so you know, okay? All right. So I, I'm going to do my best to get through this. And uh, The Bible says that children are a gift from God. Psalm 127.3 proclaims that children are a heritage from the Lord. Children a reward from him. And as believers, we are called to recognize that children belong first and foremost to God. God in his goodness gives children as gifts to parents. God has truly given you a gift. I know you know that. Uh, uh, They not only have the awesome uh, responsibility of caring for these gifts as parents, but also the wonderful privilege of enjoying this gift. And as your kids get older you start wondering if it's a privilege and enjoying the gift sometimes. I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. I have teenagers so that's why I say that. All right. Because children belong to God and are given by grace as as gifts to parents, it's only proper and appropriate that children be dedicated back to God. We're told in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 27 and 28 that uh, Hannah she would pray this. She said, "I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I ask of him so now I give him to the Lord for his whole life he will be given over to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord Hannah presented her son Samuel to the Lord and so what a what a beautiful picture in Luke chapter 2 verse 22 we read that Mary and Joseph you know just coming out of the Christmas story brought their baby Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem in order to present him before the Lord and there was, uh, was also two older people of faith, Simeon and Anna, both had moments with the baby there while they were there, and they held him, and they pronounced God's blessing over him, and even prophesied what he would go on to do and become. And this is what we believe happens when we dedicate a baby, it's right here, as parents present their children to God in an act of thanksgiving and dedication to God's purposes. That's God's purposes for that child. And together as a family, they, they worship God, and spiritual leader, leaders bless and pray over and declare God's best for their child. And parents and their new child begin their journey together, confident that they are walking under the blessing of God. I don't know about you guys, but I want to walk under the blessing of God. There's no better place to be. So this is how the dedication moment of Jesus concludes in Luke chapter 2, verse forty says, and the child grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And in the same way, these parents, Wes and Sarah, today bring their son, David, Michael Stroud, or Davy, and presenting first themselves and then him before the Lord our God. And accompanying them in making this commitment are these family members and the family that is their church, Cornerstone Worship Center. They love this church. They do, I'm telling you. And they will be a witness to this beautiful moment. And let me call your attention to the commands of God recorded in Holy Scripture. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 7, it says this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on their children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. And I'll say this. You know, most children at a young age, and it's not a knock on on dads, but they get that gentle instruction from the Lord, from the mother. That baby knows your voice. When you sing to that baby, that baby knows your voice. And when you sing, Jesus loves me, or you begin to tell Davy about the stories of David and Goliath and the scripture, you are impressing those things on his heart. Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. So same to you, Wes you know and uh, as this child begins to grow and and I'll just give you a little encouragement sometimes your children cuz they're a lot like you they can get on your nerves i love i love you guys too all right but the scripture here says don't says to not provoke your children to wrath so that means don't don't grow quick to anger but be be like god be be gracious be merciful in how you approach raising them Bring them up in the instruction of the Lord. Tell them what's right and wrong, but lead and guide them gently so they know. God's instructions are plain for you guys as parents. Love God with every ounce and fiber of your energy and teach David to do the same. Model that. Live that. Show him what it means to be faithful to the house of God. Show him what it means to love the Lord God with all your heart. And as you love God, one another, and your child, you will model before him a wonderful love of God. For that, uh, he will... Want for himself, Wes and Sarah. By coming forward before God and His people, do you hereby declare your desire to dedicate yourselves and your son Davy to the Lord? If so, please respond by saying "We do." Having come freely, I ask now that you enter into the following commitment in the presence of God and His people. Um, I'm gonna normally I would I would have. Do you mind handing him to to Wes? Is that okay? Can we make a transition here? Oh, isn't he sweet? So that Davy may walk in the abundant life that Christ offers, do you, Wes, and Sarah, vow by God's help and in partnership with the church to provide him a Christian home of love and peace? To raise him in the truth of our Lord's instruction and discipline. And encourage him to one day trust Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord. If so, answer, we do. Will you guys stretch your hands this way? I want to do a prayer of dedication over this child today. And I, I want you guys to come into agreement. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we... We thank you for your presence today, God. I I feel your presence in this house. Today, Lord, we lift up this child before you, God. Lord, you have plans for this child, God. Scripture tells us, Lord, that his steps are ordered. God, I pray, Lord, that you would guard his heart and guard his mind as he grows. God, I pray, Lord, that you would be a hedge of protection around him. God, I ask, Lord, that you would be with him, Lord, that you would be, that he would come to know you, God, when he comes to the age of accountability, Lord, that he would know what it is to have a relationship with you. God, I ask, Lord, that, Lord, as we place him in your hands, God, as his parents place him in your hands, Lord, that you, Lord, would do the heavy lifting, Lord, that you would guide and direct him. God, I pray, Lord, that you would use Wes and Sarah as vessels today as as they are the parents of him but god lord that that you would that you would use them in an abundant way lord to teach him the way of the lord the instruction of the lord and what it means to have a relationship with you god i ask lord that you would give them strength god lord that you would cover them under your grace god we lift this child up to you god we say lord he's yours in the mighty name of Jesus, we prayed. everybody said, amen. And so today, with your family here, we want to give Davey, because I'm going to call him Davey, because that's what you guys call him, right? Um, here from the church, we've got a certificate of dedication and a little New Testament. And I want to give that to him. Can you guys give... Uh, give them a hand today. Come on. Hey man, thank you guys so much for, for letting me do that. You guys can be seated and and I tell you what, what a special moment. What a beautiful moment. What a beautiful moment. I tell you what, man, that, that just got me almost ready to have another kid. Uh, that was a joke. <clears throat> that was a joke. Everyone look at your neighbor. Smile at him real big. It's good. And, and just look at the other person on the other side who you don't like as much. Smile at them too. Tell them, tell them it's good to see them today. Um, <clears throat> we've been taking a journey here uh, through the book of Isaiah and um, I felt compelled. This is the last Sunday in 2021. Man, isn't that hard to believe? Can you believe we're knocking on uh, the year 2022? And um, here we are, this, the last Sunday of 2021, and, and I would be a mess as I was praying about, you know, and, and we'll come into the beginning of the year, we'll, we'll come into some, some direction and, and some mission and some vision and all that. But I want to uh, just talk a little bit more about Jesus and him coming to earth. Um, we, we celebrated Christmas yesterday, and uh, we, we had a great time, and everything was great with everybody, and, uh, but, but Jesus came with the purpose, Amen. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be going to Isaiah chapter 61. (laughs) Isaiah chapter 61. And I'm going to be reading verses 1 and 2. And um, I'm going to lay a little bit of a foundation um, just so you know. And then I'm going to get to three points and do them as quickly as possible today. How many believe that nothing is impossible with God? and pray that I get through these points quickly today. And, um, and so, anyways, Isaiah chapter 61, uh, verse 1 and 2, it says this. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison... To those who are bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Let me read that one more time. Uh, Verse 1 says The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of prison to those who are bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you today. God, I ask, Lord, that you would just have your will and way in this service. Lord, that you would anoint me. God, Lord, that you would give me the words to speak today. God, I pray, Lord, that hearts are changed. God, we've had a, a, an amazing service so far. But, God, I pray, Lord, that you would just, Lord, just, just take our hearts from this point on, God. Make us moldable. God, change us. In your name we pray. And everybody said, <clears throat> sorry about that. I got a little bit, little bit choked up up here. Um, I want to speak to you. I, uh, last week or uh, two weeks ago, how many enjoyed the play last week from our kids? Hey, Amen. Wasn't that awesome? That was amazing, and uh, two weeks ago I spoke on the character of the Savior, and we talked about how He is the, um, how He how He is the wonderful Counselor, and Mighty God, and the Prince, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace, and we talked about the character of Jesus. But today I want to talk to you on this subject: the mission of the Savior. Everyone, say the mission of the Savior. If you've worked in leadership for any time, or or whether it be at work, or maybe you you work within a church, that we've, especially in the last uh, like probably 20 or 30 years, we see these things called mission statements, right? Almost everywhere has a mission statement now. Any place you go into, usually you'll see that hanging on the wall. Um, um, the mission is is to articulate in simple terms the vision of whatever the company is or the vision of the house like like for instance so it 's the big picture uh the vision is is the big picture, but the mission is is the frame and the canvas and the paint to make it happen all right everyone with me all right and so uh, and so we look at that we kind of understand that matter of fact, I was looking at some um, famous mission statements and one of the, I like this one. For instance, Chick-fil-A's mission statement. How many know that Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken? There's an anointing on that chicken. Now, it's canola oil, but it, there's an anointing on that chicken, all right? Uh, but but the, uh, Chick-fil-A's mission statement is to be America's best quick service restaurant at winning and keeping customers. I think that's pretty cool. And I I tell you what, I I don't think I've ever had a bad experience at Chick-fil-A. And if I have, they've always made it right. And this is not a service announcement for for Chick-fil-A, but if they wanna if they wanna go ahead and give me props and pay me for that. No, I'm just kidding. Um but but here at Cornerstone we have a mission statement. It is out there in the four foyer. Most of us see that. We pass it all the time and we most of us have read it at least once. And we probably don't even notice it much anymore. But how many know that our church, Cornerstone, we have a mission statement? And and it is this, to introduce people to Jesus Christ. All right? See them filled with the Holy Spirit, disciple them to Christ-like maturity, and to equip them for their ministry and life. Mission. All right, let me, let, me, let me say that again so you can get this in your heart. To introduce people to Jesus Christ, see them filled with the Holy Spirit, disciple them to Christ-like maturity, and to equip them for their ministry and life mission. How many know you, you have a mission in your life? And God wants to use you if you'll let him use you. And this is important to know because we need to know as a church where we are going and why we are doing what we are doing. And the framework here, like I said, the vision is, you know, our vision is to just bring everyone to heaven. That's, that's, that's very broad, to get as many people to heaven with us as possible. But this is how we're going to do that. We're going to bring people to Christ. We're going we're to uh, see, see them filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. We're going to disciple them to Christ-like maturity. How many know that God doesn't want you where you were in 2020 right now? He wants you to be where you need to be. You should be maturing in your relationship with Jesus Christ. All right? And so if you're in the same place you were in 2020, get to work. It's time to mature, it's time to grow up. All right? Nobody nobody goes into McDonald's at 25 or 30 years old and pulls out baby food and starts eating it while everyone else is eating a Big Mac. If someone did that, you 'd look at them like they 're pretty strange right and 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 but oftentimes spiritually sometimes that 's where people are, and they 're still e- eating, e- eating you know on milk when they should be on the meat amen all right all right that 's not where i 'm going, but that that just came out and so but anyways, we have a mission. And can I tell you, Jesus Christ, when he came to this earth, he had a mission as a savior. And he understood his role and his purpose here on earth. And so his mission and his purpose is simple, this. Jesus comes here to earth, two things. You can write these down if you want. These are not my points, but these are two additional points. I didn't tell you. I told you I had three points, but I had two additional right here. Jesus comes here to do this, to do the will of God and become our substitute. That was his purpose. That was his mission to do the will of God and become our substitute. Simply put, Jesus came to fulfill the will of God. Look at this in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 through 7. It says this. Uh, that is why when Christ came into the world, he said, to God. You do not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. Amen. Verse 6, you were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Verse 7, it says, uh, Then I said, Look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in scriptures. In other words, uh, uh, all the sin atonements that the animal sacrifices of the Old Testament did didn't suffice to the lord do you realize that on the day of atonement they would have to go yearly and and sacrifice an animal to for the sins that would happen in the next year they would they would do that and that would only cover them for the year it was a temporary situation how many have ever been in a in a position where something was just temporary didn't last, right? And, and, and they had to be done yearly, and it was, it was kind of like this. I'll give you a good example. This is kind of my way of thinking. It's like putting flex tape on a water leak on a pipe. How many go and buy flex tape when you got a water leak at your house and just throw it on the pipe? Is that a permanent fix? No. Some of you are like, oh, I love flex tape. Well, good for you. It stuff is sticky. I'll give it that. But it is not a permanent fix. But what needed to happen there, and that's what is happening here, is the water is is, is flowing, and they're putting flex tape. They're sacrificing animals, flex tape. It's covering. It's it's doing this, but it's not lasting forever. But what they needed to do was to fix the situation. And Jesus would say this, Lord, whatever your will is, that is what I've come to do. And it is written about me in Scripture referring in Isaiah uh, chapter 61. What was God's will? Verse 10 in this chapter tells us this. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. That is potent. It was no more flex tape. It was, we're going to replace the pipe now. Jesus on the cross said, it is is finished once and for all he would he would do this the sacrifice of the body of jesus christ would meet the requirement that god would accept amen you ought to be excited about that and notice this it says it is a holy sacrifice meaning it was lacking nothing whole Jesus lived a righteous life a holy life and a sinless life it was lacking nothing no blemish the perfect sacrifice no spot and it and he was the substitute for you Amen that ought to get your juices flowing so uh, so so that so that he is the substitute for this. here's the second thing that he came to do to save his people from their sins. Save his people from their sins. In Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 21. We read this at the at the candlelight service. The angel of the Lord, he's speaking to Joseph here in, in Matthew 1 21. It says, She will bear a son, talking about Mary, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will what? Save his people from their sins. That's why Jesus came. He, He came to be, to do the, to do the will of the Father and to be your substitute and to save you from your sins. You know, we live in a fallen world. And I alluded to this the other night at the, at the, at the communion. I'm sorry to just keep going back there, but this is just rolling in my heart. I alluded to this. We live in a fallen world, and Adam and Eve felled in the garden. And they had dominion over everything, but they felled in the garden, and they gave up their dominion to the devil. That's what happened, and we live in a fallen world. You say, "Well, I don't know about that." I could tell you this: just look, turn on the news, and tell me we don't live in a sinful, fallen world. People killing people, nation against nation, people speaking, spewing hate out of their hearts. And we live in this society, but Jesus came here, and Jesus came uh, uh, to, to, to help us. And, 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 and he came to do the will of God to become your su- substitute and to save his people from sin. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, that includes you. Luke chapter 4, we see Jesus, and he is in his hometown here of Nazareth. And in chapter three, I'll give you a little context of what's happening here. in, in Luke chapter three, um, Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. I remember that story, and 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 he's coming along, and and John the Baptist baptizes him, and you know the heavens open up, and the Lord says, "This is my son, and who I am well pleased." Well, Jesus' ministry basically kind of kicks off right there, and he goes straight from there. He goes straight. You know where he goes? He goes out to the wilderness, and he's out. And for 40 days and 40 nights, he fasts out there in the wilderness, all by himself, being tempted by the devil three times, right? And I I love that. The devil is tempting him. And what does Jesus do? He just throws the word of God right back at the devil. That's what he does. That's what he does. And so so he's tempted three times there, and three times he uses the word of God to dispel the lies of the enemy. You want to dispel the lies of the enemy? Use the word of God. You want to dispel the lies of the enemy? Use the word of God. Thy word that I, I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Some of you are on shaky ground because you don't have this thing leading you and guiding you and telling you what is a sure foundation. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. If you're going to do it, let's do it. <clears throat> So Jesus, after that encounter there at the beginning of chapter 4, we see him. He, he publicly starts his ministry right, right then and there as he comes out of this moment of temptation from, from the devil. And, and, and Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 21, it tells this story. And this is where it picks up. And look at this. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his customs was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. All right? Verse 17. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Listen to this. This is going to sound familiar to you. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are op- oppressed. Verse 19, p- to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In verse 20, then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, mic dropped. <laughs> Look at this. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. Check this out. And he began to say to them, look at this. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Do you understand what Jesus is saying there? He is, he is proclaiming something there. He lays out his mission and purpose Another fulfillment of prophecy. You know, Isaiah, uh, you know, would prophesy about him here in, in Isaiah chapter 61. And, the, and, and there's dual prophecies here, but, but he's, he's, he's pointing forward to Jesus Christ. But look at this, 700 years earlier, he would talk about the Messiah and how he would save his people and how Jesus would go. And then Jesus would go into the synagogue and he would quote the very scripture that the Holy Spirit would give to Isaiah 700 years earlier. It's amazing to me. It's amazing how God works. And he would come in and he would say that statement and drop the mic. And then all the heads would turn to him and they'd all be going, oh, I cannot believe you said that, questioning him. He's, he's basically saying there, I am the Messiah. And Luke tells us that there, there was an angry mob. Anybody had an angry mob follow you lately? Well, there was an angry mob at Jesus when he was done. And they would say things like this. Isn't that Joseph's son? Isn't that that young kid from from Nazareth? Who do you think you are? We know who you are. Who are you to declare these things? And I love this. Jesus did not balk, but he knew his purpose. And his purpose was this, to be the substitute for your sins and mine. And he did this with authority. Amen? I don't know about you, I am fired up today. Come on, come on now. And oh, how I long for a generation that will follow the will of God like Jesus did and not let men shake them. With authority, with power and might, Jesus comes in and he declares these things. This is my purpose. This is what the Father wants me to do. So Jesus' mission, look at this, look at this. Uh, look, at, look, at, look at Isaiah chapter 61. Go back, go back to that for me. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. What a statement. Let me ask you this question. question. Can you say that about your life? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Ah, oh, man, that's, that's a tough one. You're, you're talking about Jesus. Of course the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus. I'm asking you do, do you, do you have Jesus in your heart? Do you have the authority that Jesus is in your heart? Do you, can you say that? Can you proclaim that? Can you say, hey, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me? And when the Spirit of God is upon you, you have authority. Not you, but the Spirit of God through you has authority. So, so check this out. And what a, what a statement that Jesus says there. I, I, this just blows my mind. The Lord has anointed me. Anointed means this, to smear oil on or consecrate. Kind of reminds me, you know, my, my mom used to put lotion on me. She'd smear lotion all over my face and say, your skin's dry. And I would hate it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But to consecrate means to, to do that, to smear, or, or, or it also means to declare sacred. The Lord is saying this about Jesus, and Isaiah speaking here he said, The Lord has anointed me. The Lord has smeared his presence on me. The Lord has covered me. I am, I'm holy and I'm sacred to bring good news to the poor. I love this. Literally, the gospel. Of Jesus's, uh, the good news is the gospel, right? And that's Jesus's birth, his life, death, and resurrection, and the second coming. of, And that's all the gospel, also known as the good news. Everyone say, good news. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, I have good news. Jesus saves, amen? And, and, And Jesus wasn't just bringing good news. He was the good news. I love that. To the poor, and that's that's not that's um, not a knock at, at rich people. It's not it's not like we're seeing it. Just that, you know, he, Jesus didn't come to speak to rich people. You know, some people say, um, you know, you've heard people that that. To be a good Christian, you've got to have a poor mentality. That's not true. God wants to bless you abundantly, okay? All right, that's a misdemeanor. but, but, But listen, this, and maybe this is maybe some of the context where people get that, but to the poor, it literally means this. To those who are downtrodden, those who are the outcast, and those who are forgotten people, have you ever been downtrodden? Have you ever been an outcast? Have you ever been forgotten? Have you ever felt that way? Can I tell you something? All of us have been there, and that means that the mission of Jesus was to find the downtrodden, to find the outcast, to find the forgotten people, and to tell them about the good news. I don't know about you. I was one of those people. And Jesus, through his grace and mercy maybe through a pastor or through a person, shared the gospel to me. So I want to talk about these three points, and I I promise you I'm not going to be very long here. Here's the first thing that he says. He says this. he, He binds the brokenhearted. Everyone say, he binds the brokenhearted. He says this in Scripture. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. How many have ever been brokenhearted? How many remember when your crush broke up with you in grade school? You just cry for a few moments, then you move on to the next one. At recess, right? Beginning of recess, you break up. That end of race, you know, no, no, that was just me. Okay. All right. <clears throat> How many have ever been brokenhearted? How many have ever been discouraged because something happened in your life? I want to get down here on your level here. Maybe a loved one's died. Broke your heart. I wasn't expecting that. I I, I didn't know that was going to happen. I I, I I didn't think that would ever happen that this soon, or or maybe this. Maybe maybe you were betrayed. Maybe somebody you put a lot of trust in just they broke that trust. They betrayed you. Maybe maybe someone one of your friends lied to you, or maybe a family member lied to you. Ever been lied to? Breaks your heart. Breaks your heart. What about this? Maybe, maybe your spouse walked away for no reason and you, you're not even 100% sure what in the world's going on. You're just like, I, I'm broken hearted. I, I don't even understand what's going on. Or, or maybe you've been stricken by, by a disease and maybe you have a disease and you're, and you're broken hearted because you're like, I, I, don't, I don't know how, how this happened. I, I don't understand why this would happen to me. And maybe, maybe this is your case. Maybe, maybe you have a child and you've watched a child that you raised in church walk away from the Lord and, and you watch them become a prodigal. These are things that break our hearts. They should break our hearts. And, and what happens when, when we have a broken heart, we begin to... To, to bleed and situations hurt so bad that they they leave us open and, and an open wound. You know, if you cut yourself, you have an open wound. Blood just begins to flow, right? And I'll never forget the time that Zaylee, um, she our dog knocked her over and knocked her into the coffee table when she was little, and and it busted her eye brow open, and I mean, it split really big, and I remember, uh, you know, picking her up, and, and blood just began to flow, and it was, be- you know why? Because it's, it's on your face, and when you, when you cut your, your face, you bleed profusely, right? And, and, and blood just began to flow, and it was just all over her face, and I was just like, man, this is crazy, but that's what happens to us emotionally and, and spiritually. Uh, sometimes we're brokenhearted, and what happens is we begin to bleed, and we begin to hurt, Some of you, I want to say this, some of the things that have broken your heart, they're not your fault. I'm going to touch a sensitive subject right now. Maybe somebody did something to you that was not right. Maybe that was something that caused your heart to be broken and you still bleed from that thing that was done to you. One of the things that I've learned in my life is, is this. When something's bleeding, what do you do? Physically, if someone's bleeding, what do you do? You, you put pressure on it, right? Or you get something and, 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 and you wrap it up to cause compression, to stop it from bleeding, right? That's what they teach you. Well, the scripture here says that 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 Jesus, what he does is he binds, mean, meaning this, to wrap or to compress the very thing that's hurting you. Jesus comes in and he wraps those things. When when, when you're bleeding to death, they teach you to stop the bleeding first, right? If someone's bleeding and, and there may be other things going on, they say stop the bleeding first because the, you gotta have blood to live, right? And if you bleed out, you're gonna die. And some of you feel like you're going to bleed lead to death. Nothing can help you. Relationships can't fix it. Controlled substances have left you empty every time. Objects of this earth, they'll fade away. The only thing that can heal the brokenhearted is to be compressed and bound by the love of Jesus. Jesus begins to wrap us with his love around your broken heart and around your situation and only he can heal you emotionally. Physically and spiritually. Amen? And maybe you're here and you feel guilt over sins and things you've done against God. Can I, can I tell you this? And you say, hey, pastor, can God heal me? The answer is 100% absolutely yes. Broken hearted people have stories to tell and tears to cry. Sometimes they're not easy to minister to. Yet... These are the people that Jesus spoke of first. And he said, I want to heal the brokenhearted. And I say this to us as a church on this day after Christmas. We are here to love on people, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Maybe someone's brokenhearted, and maybe, maybe the love that it comes from you can help to compress and to heal, to begin to bind up those wounds so here here's the next one right here Uh, jesus said this he he said he sent me to heal the broken heart i'm gonna ask the worship team to come number two he sets the captive free everyone say he sets the captive free so look at this The, the the second part of this scripture says this to proclaim liberty to the captives and the and the opening of prison to those who are bound Captive here, meaning those who are in exile, and because and, and, we're, we're reading this out of, out of Isaiah. And like Israel would be, uh, you know, very soon after this was written, those being controlled by another is what that means. To be captive means that someone else is controlling you. Means to be bound. And, and, and we would say it like this. Before we came to know Jesus, we were slaves to sin. We were slaves to sin. They, they, those things had us bound. And maybe you're here and you've been captivated by sin. And maybe you are in, in, in the, the prison of addiction. Or maybe, maybe uh, you are like Paul and you know what you should be doing and you don't do it. And you know what you shouldn't do and, and you do do it. Right? And sin literally means this, to miss the mark. How many has ever missed the mark? We've all missed the mark. When you sin, we become captives. We become controlled by our sinful nature. It's what happens. And, and, you've heard it, and you've heard me say this, and I love this statement. You'll hear me say it 100 times more. Sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you ever wanted to pay. Can I get a witness to that? Somebody that's been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Can you tell me that God brought you out of a miry pit? Look at this. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is... Sin always leads to death. You say, well, I'm sinning and I'm not dead. But let me tell you something. You, You very well are all spiritually dead. Sin will make you bound to it. But, but here's the good news. Here, here's the good news. I, 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 the wages of sin may be death, but here's the good news. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Lord. Amen? Some of you need to hear that in your heart. Some of you have been walking around in bondage. And God's saying, I, I want to free you today. Look at this. John 8, 36 says this. So if the Son, capital S, talking about Jesus, set you free, you will be free indeed. The good news is that Jesus came and he died on the cross for your sins. And you can have freedom through him. Jesus, he came to set the captive free. He heals the brokenhearted. Luke 4 tells us, uh, uh, you know, there's a little, little variance of difference between Luke chapter 4 and Isaiah 61. The only thing that Jesus adds there is that he gives sight to the blind. Can I tell you something? I once was lost, but now I see. Jesus came to be the light. I once lived in darkness, and now I live in the light of Jesus Christ. I see. My eyes have been opened. Look at this. Here's here's the third one, He will restore what has been taken away. That's why I got choked up a minute ago with Wes and Sarah. God restores things. God makes things right. Verse 2 says, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is, this is alluding to the year of the Lord Here is referring to the year of Jubilee. And, and, and many scholars believe that when Jesus quoted this scripture in Luke chapter 4, that it was the year of Jubilee. And what does that mean for you and me? What does that mean? Listen to me carefully. Listen. Every 50th year, all debts were canceled. Slaves were free. Land was given back to the original owners. And things were made anew. When Jesus came, he made all things new. Today, the last, day of, last Sunday of 2021, is the day of a fresh and a new start. What has been stolen, God wants to restore. Maybe your joy has been stolen. God wants to restore your joy. Maybe your faith, your confidence in God has been stolen. God wants to restore your confidence in the Lord again. Maybe you feel like that you're in bondage. God wants to set you free. Maybe you've been bleeding out with a broken heart. God saying, I am here. I have all that you need. So look at this. There's a story, and, I, and, and this is there's a movie that's made out of it. This is a true story about Aunt Antoine Fisher, and, and it's this true story of a young man abandoned at birth. And, and by an incarcerated woman who was raised, and uh, he was raised in an abusive orphanages, foster homes, and reform schools. After his 18th birthday, he joins the navy, and after several fights and a lot of issues, he is ordered to undergo counseling by a psychologist. And in the movie, it's it's played by Denzel Washington. And it encourages Antoine to find his roots to begin healing. Now, this is, this is amazing to me. And after several phone calls, he reaches out to his aunt and uncle in Cleveland who escort him to a dilapidated uh, apartment complex where his estranged mother lives. It's a suspicious and aloof woman, answers the door. Upon realizing that Antoine is the child she gave up at birth, she retreats to another room and sits down in a dirty, worn-out couch, crying silently. Antoine asks for some explanation as to why she never came to rescue him or why she never sought to look, at, uh, look, look to him, and tears begin to roll down her expressionless face. This is what happens. He gently kisses her on the cheek. As if to say, "I forgive you," and walks out of the apartment with the with his questions unanswered, and and rides back to his aunt's house and his uncle's house, and as he exits the car, listen to this: as he exits the car, his 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 slow gait betrays the lowliness of a man with no hope of a meaningful connection to anyone. Years had been robbed from him. Is there anything that can help make sense? of who he is. So look at this. And as Antoine enters the front door, however, his world changes. He is met with a course of cheers from 50-plus relatives, all who he's never met, all waiting to meet Antoine for the first time. There are children, there are cousins, there are uncles, and there are family friends, all smothering him with hugs, slaps on the back back and beaming smiles one cousin tells him his name is edward and says i'm named after your dad an older aunt squeezes his cheeks and says antoine uh, uh, i love you and antoine is overwhelmed for the first time in his life the how ha- the hallway stairs are filled with kids holding up signs with his name scribbled next to crayon sketch smiley faces and rainbow he is then led to the next room where A grand feast is spread across the long table. The table is overflowing with chicken, mashed potatoes, pancakes, fruit salad, and every other dish you can imagine. Everyone say, praise the Lord. All right. The room is prepared for a party. And for the first time in his life, Antoine is loved. For the first time, he belongs. But listen to this. And as he clamors quietly, an elderly woman, the matriarch of the family, who is sitting at the... Head of the table, knocks on the tabletop to get Antoine's attention. Then she waves him over to come over next to her. And with slow, deliberate moves, she raises her arms, grabbing his hands and touching his face. A Slow tear begins to run down her cheek. And with a raspy voice that seemed as if it was mustering all the strength it possessed, she whispered this redemptive invitation, Welcome. Maybe you feel like Antoine. Maybe you feel like you've lost everything. Maybe you feel like you're broken hearted. You've bled out. I, I can't bleed anymore. God, I need you to bind up my wounds. Maybe you're here. You feel like you're a captive to sin. Can I tell you, God can restore you. And the story of Antoine, it, it amazes me. God restores that which had been lost and disconnected. Maybe it wasn't the way that he thought it would be. But his family rallies around him and they they bring him back. But look at this. Maybe in your life you've been wounded. Maybe it's a recent tragedy or trial. You feel so heavy that it's hard to imagine that any good thing could come your way. You could barely hear the voice of the Lord calling tenderly. But this is what he's saying. Come to me. All who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The mission of Jesus was simple to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captive free, and to restore things. Bow your heads with me all across this building. God, I thank you for your mercy, God, your grace tonight, today, Lord. Hmm. are here today December 26, 2021 say, Pastor, I'm, my heart's broken I need the Lord to touch me, I need the Lord to bind up some wounds Pastor, I I've, I've allowed sin to creep into my life, I'm, I'm bound by things that I've never been bound by I need Jesus to open prison doors Needed to be set free. Can I tell you, if you'll be honest with yourself right now before the Lord, He'll speak to you. He's standing here with open arms saying, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He'll restore that which has been lost. With all heads bowed, all eyes closed, I want to give you an invitation today to practice some faith today. I'm going to do this a little different than I normally do it, but I'm going to open these altars. You're here. Say, Pastor, I need someone to pray for me. I'm brokenhearted. I need the Lord to touch deep spots that, that need to be healed. I've been bleeding all over everybody. I need the Lord to touch me. I, I, that's your invitation. Come on, if 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 respond today, respond to this to the Spirit of God right now. You, you feel that tugging in your heart today. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's that's not my words. I'm not that good. I promise you. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. The Lord's mission. Was to bind the broken hearted. To set the captives free. And restored. And he's here today. And I, I, I want to give you a chance. I, I'm going to tarry just a little bit longer. They're, come on, they're coming. They're coming. Some people have already come. Come on. What will people think about me? It doesn't matter. Jesus is going to make things right. I want to come into 2022 Restored. I want to come in 2022 walking upright hand in hand with the Lord Come on, can I get some can I get some some people to come pray? Come on, I need some people to come pray. I need some prayer warriors. I need some prayer warriors. Restoration. The God who restores. He restores. He makes all things new. Crowd, will you sing this with us? Come on, will you sing with us? Come on, will you stand and sing it with us today? God's restoring people. Come on. God is restoring, God is restoring. Bind up wounds, Lord. Bind up wounds, Lord. We're going to let them pray. I just want to pray this prayer today. Lord, Lord, your mission is clear. God, I pray, Lord, that you do a work within your people, God, within our hearts. God, I, I thank you, Lord, for the response to your spirit today. God, I pray, Lord, that hearts would be changed forever. God, I ask, Lord, that you would seal this word in our hearts, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Things that have been lost are going to be restored, and wounds that have been bleeding are going to be bound by the love of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Come on and give Jesus a declaration of praise today. Amen. Before before Jenna comes up, I I just want to say this. Thank you for your for your patience today. God moving on behalf of people's hearts and lives. This is what this is why we do what we do right here. Is this right here? And God is transforming, and God, God is moving and changing things. Amen? I, I want to say this, just um, this Wednesday, and, and Jen is going to announce this, but this Wednesday we're, we're, we're going to dismiss service. Say, so why are we doing that, Pastor? We're going to give all our teachers a break. All our teachers deserve a break. Amen? And uh, so we're going to give them all the break this this Wednesday. We'll be back next Sunday. Be ready to worship next Sunday. It's going to be a powerful day. January 2nd, 2022. Let's go into 2022. We're ready to to give to just to just take the take the gates of hell by storm led by Jesus Christ leading us. Amen. Amen. Let me bless you. May the Lord God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. And the Lord lift his countenance toward you and give you peace. Come on, give Jesus one more hand clap of praise.
3: Amen. All right. Well, before you're dismissed, I have just a few announcements. There are giving boxes right outside both doors of the sanctuary and one upstairs in the balcony. If you are giving tithes or offering today through cash or check, all kinds of electronic and digital ways you can um, give as well. Um, there is no men's meeting this month. No Wednesday night service on the 29th, as Pastor just mentioned. We're going to give all of our teachers this Wednesday a break. Um, and then finally, this is not Finally. I shouldn't have said that. This is the last Sunday for the backpacks. So if you haven't had a chance to grab a backpack for the Open Arm Ministries and you want to still do that, make sure you grab a backpack. They are on a wall in the foyer. These backpacks are going to be filled with all the things kiddos need when they're leaving a home and going into a foster home or a, um, the children's home through Open Arms. This is a beautiful, beautiful ministry that we just want to pour into. We were blessed a couple weeks ago um, with some of those, those kids from, open arms got to come to the Ignite Christmas party. And they were such a blessing. And when you get to see them and see how you're blessing them, it's, it's incredible. So if you haven't had a chance to grab a backpack, do that. You just take your backpack to the Welcome Center and you pay $25 and it'll get filled up with all the things in it that they need. Um, If you did not get a Christmas ornament, last Sunday we passed out church Christmas ornaments. Those are filled in the Christmas tree in the foyer. So if you weren't here you weren't able to grab one, make sure you grab one of those and take them home, put them on your tree. Um, And then finally, really finally, we do need some help taking down Christmas decorations. So if you're here and you have a few moments to spare, um, we just take things upstairs and you'll be directed of where to take it. You don't have to worry about where does this go. We'll tell you where it goes. Um, So if you're able to help this morning, we appreciate that.